Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
Uh-huh, I sure will. Uh, good morning, everybody. Y'all listening to The Voice. Uh, come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. Here we go today. I, I, I think I have something for a lot of people today. At least I hope I do. And this is about uh, on your journey. And this is about something that happens to us all. I mean, what happens to all of us from time to time when we get discouraged? What happens to all of us when we feel like quitting? What happens to all of us when we have that turn back moment? What happens to all of us when it don't seem like it's going to pan out? Because I want you to understand something, that everyone, every single living soul has those thoughts about something at some point in their life. I mean, you know, look, I've oftentimes uh, been discouraged about things not happening as fast as I'd like them or things don't pan out the way I would like for them to have panned out. I mean, there's so many ways to get discouraged. But what my encouragement to you is when discouragement comes is understand this. It is a part of the growth process. It is a test. It is a test of your faith. How bad you want it. Do you really believe That's all faith is, is simply, and I've said this how many times, faith is the belief in things that you cannot see. So when discouragement comes, setbacks comes, it is a test of your faith. At least it's been that way for me. Now, other people can explain it another way. I'm not other people. I can only give it to you the way it's come to me and throughout my life. And man, oh man, oh man, discouragement sometimes is tough to deal with. Because it seems at times when you are discouraged that is so absolute that this means the end. And if you allow it to set in, it can be just that, the end of you. When merely, merely it was a test. Hear the one that I hate to hear. Well, if, it, if it's God's will, excuse me, if it's God's will that you fail, if it's God's will that you're not successful, if it's God's will that you lay down and give up, it's God's will that you allow yourself to amount to not to not reach your uh, potential, that's God's will. That's not the God I know. That's not the God I serve. That's not the God I've read about. That's not the God I believe in. I'm sorry. I just, my mother always taught me something that he didn't bring me this far to leave me. I just don't believe that. Not for a second. Try to look at it, if you can, as a test of your faith. And you merely have to pass the test. It could be for a day, a half a day, a few hours, a week, a few weeks. It don't matter. Don't nobody know how long the test period is. Your job is to keep the faith and keep moving. Keep the faith and keep moving. Keep working. Keep believing. Keep hope alive. That's your job. If you do that, that's how you pass the test. 
It could be over tomorrow. It could be over in two weeks. It could be over in a month. You don't know. But all you got to do is wake up and keep the faith and fight the discouraging feelings. And how do you do that, Steve? Now, here we go. This is the part I know about for sure. Because how many times I've had to fight off discouragement in order to get to where God wanted me to be. What do you do when you become discouraged? Well, when I get discouraged about a task, I think about the outcome. Man, what would it be like if I were to complete the task? What would it be like, man? What would the outcome be for me if I hung on in there, if I didn't give up? If I, if, if I, if I imagine, I imagine if I don't quit, I imagine if I don't give up, what would it be like? Man, suppose everything I'm hoping for comes true. But if I don't quit and give up, that might just be the case. I start talking to myself like that. I think of what the upside is. What's the upside to staying with it? You see, all this is the same thing. I'm just giving you different ways to look at it. I'm saying the exact same thing over and over, but I'm just trying to find a switch that connects in your mind where you can say, okay, man, I'm going to hang in there. Because if you think of the outcome and the outcome is appealing to you, if you imagine what it would be like if you don't give up or you don't quit, if you, if, if you think only of what the upside is to staying with it, and then I, 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 I go, where can this lead to? If I stay with it, man, and the outcome comes true, where else could that lead me to? Because, I mean, there's always more to it. So where, where else could this lead me to? What are the possibilities, man? What are the limitless possibilities? What could God possibly have in store for me if I just hang in there, if I pass this test of faith? If I just pass this test, now it ain't going to be the only one, but you got to get past this one, though. Then you're going to hit a smooth plane. Then it's going to be another one. It's going to be another one. Life ain't nothing but a series of tests, man. But you gain experience and knowledge as you go through life, and it helps you with the next test. You get better at testing. You get better at testing. What's your true destiny? Think about that. When you think about giving up, don't you want to see what that is? Don't you want to see what God really got for you? What does God really have in store for you if you just pass the test? If you just hang in there, man, and don't let the devil fool you. And don't let that other force make you think that it's over, that your time has come, that it's not his will. God don't deal in negativity, man. See, Bishop Omer taught me something. The way you know like something has God's voice in it, it has no sin in it. Quitting, giving up, laying down, falling out for the count, letting go, losing your faith, that ain't got nothing to do with God. Man, when you're thinking about giving up, when you're discouraged, think of the outcome. Imagine what it would be like if you don't quit, if you don't give up. What's the upside to staying with it? Where can this all lead to? What, what can this get you to? If, the, if you do this and you get to where you think you want to be, oh, my God, what's after that? What are the limitless and endless possibilities of holding on to your faith? 
what could really be out there for me, man, if I just pass this test? You got to talk yourself into hanging in there. And sometimes it ain't nobody talking to you about hanging in there but you. But that's good enough because God has a blessing for you. God's got a blessing with your name on it. God has packages bundled up with your name on it. He got blessings just in boxes with your name on it, man. I want all of mine shipped. I'll be on Faith Street waiting there to receive. I just, I'm just believing he's shipping stuff. But if you keep moving from the address of faith, if you keep getting off Faith Street, where you want these packages to go? They got your name on it, and it's based on your faith. But if you keep moving on Doubt Avenue and Ain't No Way Boulevard and the packages get delivered only to Faith Street, what you keep moving off Faith Street for? Come on, man. You can't give up. You can't give up. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> all the people all around the world, it gives me nothing but utter joy to make this announcement on a daily basis that you, my friends, <laughs> please know, are listening to the greatest morning show in the land. It is the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is comprised of several components. Oh, it is not I. Oh, it is not I. But it's because of a unit of capable, moving parts, talking parts, funny parts, serious parts. And one bougie part. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, good be? morning, Shirley Strawberry. Hello, Steve. Hello, <laughs> hello, Shirley. Wonderful. Thank you for having us. Also, we have a controlling element to the show. Good morning, Carla. Whatever. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> What's up, crew? What we have an element Girl. that provides outbursts. Good morning, Junior. Morning, everybody. Morning, Unc. We have a new part that is nearly destroying the friendships formed on this show over years. He is from another planet, another station, another show. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, one of the most major parts of this is there is someone on this show who has dedicated his entire life to stupidity. Yes. <laughs> Ignorance. That I agree with. <laughs> In the words of my uncle, Tom Foolery. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the nephew. Yay, yay. Top of it, baby. Monday morning. Uncle Steve, Carl, Shirley, Can I just say Monday one thing? Yeah. Can I just say one yeah. thing? Mm. Shouts out to my girl Tiffany Haddis who did it on Saturday night. Oh, oh yeah. my! Make it history. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Go ahead, Tiff. Tiff, love her. Woo! She looking, look here. Yeah. Good. Talk too. about a star that's rising. Yes. Yeah. From I sleeping like in your car to hosting Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's, that's God major. right there. That's major. It is. Foster major, home. Man. Yeah. Foster home. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All of that. Yeah. yeah. So proud. Yeah. She yeah. did it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance mm-hmm. to see it, but I heard it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Man. It was yeah. nailed yeah. it. We got little parts of her monologue. We're, we're going to showcase that a little later on this morning, about 9 Eastern. So if you want to go back to black love. women, I mean, hey. What? what did she say? <laughs> gonna, the way she was looking, I'm thinking about maybe, you know, black women ain't that bad now. Hey. <laughs> oh, I'm a backslap wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Punch him in That's his crazy. gut. Did it, man. <laughs> Give him some M and M's right now. I might go back. I don't know. You should have never do us no favor. Yeah, don't do us no over there. I'm coming back, black ladies. (laughs) Don't don't you know they don't give a damn? They sitting up here. You ain't got to bring. Bring your monkey ass back over here if you want to. Is it hard to go back? Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, All right, if this isn't funny enough, it is time for something funny coming up. And we'll be back at 32 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, it is time for something funny, guys. I know you guys had a lot to do and a lot to talk about from this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nephew, uh, you were in your play? What'd you yes, do? I mm-hmm. yes, I was. Yes, I was. I got to give a big shout out to my boy, Keenan McCardell. He's a two-time Super Bowl. Yeah, two-time Sir Super Bowl Kenan? champ. Him and his wife came to see me in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, Duval. You know, he's oh, the wide yeah. receiver coach for Jacksonville Jaguars. So right. big ups to mm-hmm. coming right. and hanging out with your boy. And right. then I went to Miami. I golf with him, which you did now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he got some sticks. He can go. Yes, he can, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't bad yourself. You ain't bad. You out there. I scrambled golf. We it don't look pretty off play. the tee box, but after that, I turns into a little bit of a player. I played in Miami, though. Lost 36 balls. Huh. <laughs> What are you just throwing them? They up on the 15th hole. Just what are you playing catch? What are you just throwing them in the woods? No, no, no. Y'all don't understand, Tommy. Man. What? What, Steve? Ball now, I hole. played with him in the Caymans, and I helped him. I helped him straighten out what he was doing wrong because okay. he had a problem that I used to have. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he just comes over the top of the ball. Like like most amateurs, a lot yeah. of us come. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. come over the top of the ball occasionally. Still do. got to get under that ball. Oh, well, man. you got to swing in out. Mm-hmm. He swings out in, but severely and at a high speed. <laughs> <laughs> so what that does is it's it makes your now. golf ball curve. <laughs> and I and he's already left-handed. So anybody to your right is in danger. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve, come on. Isn't he right there like eye level to the ball? Come on. <laughs> That's what we doing. I love you. Uh, well, come on, it. Steve. Ain't he eye level to the ball? Team. All this explanation for. Right. Yeah. You wasn't going for it, Cheryl? No. Oh. Uh, oh, right man. there. How the hell you can't? No. It's... Oh, man. And so that's it. So th- that's Tommy's whole problem. Oh, that's his whole problem. Well, thanks for clearing that up. And, <laughs> and secondly, he won't take a lesson. Oh, okay. my lesson comes from, from him. Play. My he thinks if you just him. go out there and play, that he can fix it. Yeah. Oh, oh, he thinks golf he's that requires good. instruction. It is not oh, a game man. where you go out there and you and you can just. 
play this game. People don't think call, golf is a game. It really is a game. It's a mind it game. Yeah. It's a swing game. It's a putting game, drive game. Mm -hmm. And people who don't play, it's just people out there hitting the ball. You play no, I used to caddy, so I really know the game, but oh. I don't like golf. I would never oh, go back don't. out there again. Because you caddy? Because I caddied a oh. long time just to make extra money. Uh -huh. So I know mm -hmm. the game, but I, I don't like it at all oh, because wow. of caddying. But he's still oh, right. Oh, you was holding the white yeah. man's sticks. I was holding the white man's sticks. That's what That's how I feel like with the white woman. That's what you may say. You're just a that's ball a of contradiction. <laughs> carried his sticks, but you did, what? <laughs> that's, that's a pop team right yeah. there. Come <laughs> <Dang> on. <laughs> mm. We All got right. a lot oh, of clarity. Yeah, yeah. we do. <laughs> we learning well, a lot today. Here's the thing. This may not be interesting to a lot of people, but golf is a game like this. If you play a round of golf with a guy, mm -hmm. you can know a lot about a man sitting on a cart with him four and a half hours playing a round of golf. And here's the reason why. It teaches you how he handles setbacks, mm -hmm. how he handles uh, uh, catastrophe, how he handles doing well, if he's fair, if he cheats, because all of it comes out in golf. In golf. Does right. it? Oh, every, really? every, every, every last bit of it. So surely. it's like the game of life? Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. surely. If you're a good sport, you'll uh, find uh -huh. out about it. If you cheat, we'll find out about it. If you're a sore loser, mm. if you oh, don't yeah, recover from mishaps, anything you is how your attitude is. And I, it's very, very reflective of how deep. I live my life the way I play golf. Deep. I didn't know yeah. golf, oh, golf is, is very deep. deep. Yeah. It's very well, let me tell you something. When I go out with my guys, I, I can't play like them. So they betting $500, $600 a hole, man. They serious. I'm just the guy that hold the money. They for real like that. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they just, well, they you know you're going to blow part, right? I got your money. You no, look no, no, no. golfing right. is you expensive, right, Steve? It's expensive. Yeah, no, yes, it's an expensive bet. sport. Sport, yeah. Especially yeah. if you try to play it on a high level. You know, if you out there with the, on them really, really nice courses. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know. of course. I yeah. mean, you go play a round of golf, it's nothing for it to cost 260 Nothing. Mm -hmm. Easy. It's golf courses that's $1,500 to play. Wow. Uh-uh. What? Now, if you I mean, go it was there, fun when we play, Carla. That guy in the White yeah, House, his golf lesson. courses are very high. That guy in the White House. So. I don't want to call it that. That guy <laughs> that in the White guy. House. <laughs> 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 Let me just tell you this. That guy in the White House... That's some great golf courses. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. well, that's what yeah. he needs. To yeah, see. He, they outstanding. <laughs> he makes sure you know you know that too when he travels the world. He but definitely now I want you to you know, know something. They're not his. That's the other thing. What do you mean? He licenses out his name. They're not his. Oh, but he didn't get anything there. In New York, we played at his course in a tournament, didn't we? That wasn't his. You're talking about over in uh, New Jersey, uh, Trump National. They, I yes. mean, they're all named Trump, the woman in West Palm. He has something to do with them, but they're not just his, mm -hmm. per se. It's a lot of other people's money that made those golf courses. And he gets money from them, though, oh, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Now, can he play, Steve? Because I never heard yeah. him talk yeah. about his game. Yeah. He can play? He can yeah. play. Yeah. Well, he's well, out he there enough. Up. He should be he, able to he, play. He, no, he I mean, seven, <laughs> no, I mean, listen, have you ever seen this golf swing? For 70 years old, man, old dude got a little stroke on him. Mm. Okay. What did uh, Kim Jong-un call him? <laughs> Lunatic old man? 
He wow. is a lunatic old man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> the war of words between those two. I got a lot of them. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's going to get us off the air. Keep oh, on. He, no, he going, he going off. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> I told his ass. All right, it's Monday. That means uh, Reverend Motown, Deacon Def Jam are in the building with church complaints right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Miss Ann will update us with today's national news and including the weekend box office numbers. But first, yes, it is Monday, and so it is time for Reverend Motown and Deacon Def Jam with today's church complaints. Wow, what happened yesterday? <laughs> Let me clear your throat. Clear your throat. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my nephew was over the other day and uh, played a rap recording yes. that I found yeah. fascinating. And I thought I'd uh, implement that into my sermon. Mm-hmm. Let mm. me clear my throat. Right now, cause you need to hear this. You need to hear that yeah. R in throat. These is the most ungrateful, <laughs> stanchinarian <laughs> church <laughs> members. Wait, wait, go back. Stanchinarian <laughs> church members I've ever seen. <laughs> Ain't grateful about nothing. These is church complaints on Monday. What is wrong now, Deacon? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, good morning, Pastor. Um, we hear our uh, brother Demarcus Allen Boudreaux Jr. Whoa. Uh, has just received a partial scholarship to UNLV uh, for basket weaving, but he need uh, he needs help with his books. The church has voted and don't want to give him the money because his mama. Hasn't paid her tithes in three years, but the last call would be up to you. But the boy needs books to go to UNLV for basket weaving. He's the best basket weaver from what we understand. I'm not really sure that you are providing us with the right information, Deacon. This is I know this is just a bit, Mm. but don't nobody go to UNLV for basket weaving. Well, that's what they say he's studying. Now, well, he you, has got to be studying something else. Are uh, you talking the about the Marcus? The Marcus Salen Boudreaux Jr. The Marcus Oh, the Marcus Yes, that's what I said. Oh, that's old oh, that boy. Yes. Oh, he's not going to UNLV for basket weaving. That's a mistake. That's a front. He's then going down there to help us out with the building fund. The boy's an extremely good gambler, and we wanted to raise money to send him to Vegas because the church is going to get 80% of all his winnings. What <laughs> gambling? Yeah, that's what that is. Don't worry about that uh, basket weaving coat. That ain't what that is. So he's not going. That's a no, camouflage. Sir. What is that, that? That ain't a camouflage. That that's something else. All right. 
Uh, let's just say that's a stove front. Uh, uh. Okay. Just move on to the next one, Deacon. Too much of All right. said on this here. Uh, Sister Cayetta. I know. What? Sister Sister Cayetta Jolivet has uh, rededicated her life and mm-hmm. left the life of stripping. She is now uh, in counseling, but the problem, Pastor, is when she catches the Holy Ghost and shouts on Sunday, uh, her old stripper routine comes out in the sanctuary. Uh, once and- again, uh, Deacon, mm-hmm. uh, let's move on from that one, too. Why? Why? Well, Pastor, she's feeling the spirit, but doing the stripper routine at the same time, it's going to have to... You're going to have to... Stop. Uh, Stop that from happening. The kids are watching. I told her, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, meeting in my study, Mm. uh, that you know she was in your study. Yeah, that's by y'all there. No, sir. We had uh, was the door closed? No, sir. No, the door was open. We had uh, brother Demarcuson. Was in there also. <laughs> and it was in there at the so same you didn't brought the 17-year-old boy in there. Well, he got to know what's going on down in Vegas. So, uh, Cayetta is uh, just <laughs> coming as she is. And so we're going to leave that alone because Sister Cayetta, in case she backslide, is going to go down there with Demarcus and then we really get this building built. Hmm. All right. So we got a strip and a gambler going to Vegas. What it sounds like. To build a church for the Lord. Mm. All right. Uh, moving along. Woody one le- uh, <laughs> Brother Woody One Leg Williams is asking for a loan to get, rid of, to get rid of his wooden leg and exchange it for a titanium leg. He has a woodpecker in his backyard that keeps chasing him around the house, <laughs> picking on the leg. And you're going to have to, do we want to help him get rid of the wooden leg and get a titanium? He does not have enough money for that. But the woodpecker keeps chasing him around the house. Well, I'll tell you one thing about this church. The, lack of, the limited amount of funds we have, instead of trying to exchange and get rid of that wooden leg for titanium, we need to send somebody over there and get rid of the woodpecker. Because we ain't got oh. no money for no leg now. All right. Now, that's all we're going to say about that. It's easier to get rid of the woodpecker than it is to get get a, get the new leg. All right. We're not buying legs on here. We uh, well, the, Our money is for the building fund. Right. We're not buying no leg in here. <laughs> We building a church. Mm, mm, mm. Now, for the price, how much is them titanium legs, Dean? Uh, those titaniums are over five, six thousand dollars for those. See, legs. right there, we can get a new stained glass cross uh, up okay. over the choir before mm-hmm. we put some money on the leg and wear pants. See, his problem is he keep wearing shorts. Oh. And I done told him, don't nobody want to see that damn leg. Put some pants on and the woodpecker won't know he there. So you want us to kill the woodpecker? That, now, that's going to bring Peter out, ain't it, if we get to shooting at the woodpecker? <laughs> who is Peter? <laughs> you don't know who Peter is. Yeah. 
Tell him what it's saying for Sister Sharon. People for the ethical treatment of animals. Peter. Damn, that's, that's what Peter. does Peter have to do with this? The You're bird. not supposed to just kill a bird like that, especially a woodpecker. They're almost extinct. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Too deep for you, Pastor. I'm not <laughs> understanding. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Peter been dead, eh? <laughs> not Peter. Peter in the Bible. Not, yeah, not that Peter. No. Oh. Who, who you? Who you talking about? Move Deacon? on, Deacon. He's uh, too deep for him. Uh, don't worry about it, Pastor. Move it along. Uh, yes. I will. Cl- real, real quickly. Peter you can had think to about kill this. his eye on Jesus. <laughs> he stayed up on that water. Yeah, he took his eye out. Ah, uh, our clan member Cletus Bodine Riley wants us to come to the next rally and save souls. Uh, he says with hoods on, of course. He's asking that you and two people from your flock come pray for them. Let me explain. The... So we're not going down there. Donald Trump, the only one think is good people on both sides. <laughs> Coming up at the top of the hour, O.J. Simpson permanently banned from a Las Vegas, Las Vegas hotel. And uh, Miss wow. Ann has our national news. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> I told you. I told you. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, O.J. Simpson. You guys hear about this story? I tell you. Jeez, yeah. O.J. Simpson was allegedly drunk and unruly. I said allegedly. I did say allegedly. Drunk and unruly at the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. This is according to hotel staffer, staffers. He was drunk, got disruptive at the click bar. He got mad at the staff, and glasses were broken at the bar. Security showed up and removed O.J. from the hotel. And while he, be while, no. while he was nice to the guards, O.J. was permanently banned from the Cosmopolitan yeah. Hotel. Nothing happened at the Cosmo. And if the legitimate media would pay any attention and take any time to, to double-check any stories instead of running with these stories by, the, by these tabloid stations, it's a complete lie. They just totally lied to everybody. Your thoughts. Shirley, in the words of your mama, yeah, go sit down somewhere. Everyone has seen you. Everyone has Thank seen you. you. And, and that's his problem, man. But you know what his, his problem is? He still thinks he's the juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but why can't he just go somewhere? Okay. It's OJ. It's OJ. This can't be true. This cannot be. Yes, it's true. It's true. It's true. Why don't he just drink OJ? Just no. drink juice. He was mad. They, he was drinking vodka and orange juice. They ran out of orange juice. He was all all in his feelings, right? <laughs> this one guy said, well, he just got mad. At least he didn't kill anybody. Come on. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know how the juice is yeah. when stuff don't go his way, man. Oh yeah. Oh, man. You man. Got to be no, no, he got through. to go somewhere and sit down. And yeah. Everyone yeah. has seen you. Yes. Is this, is hey, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> when you on parole, that's a very delicate time for you. Because you can violate probation for a number of reasons. <laughs> Are you supposed and to I'm, be drinking? No, not drunk and disorderly. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. If you get arrested, uh, uh, uh-huh. they just go sit you down. Yeah, you could be set gonna, down. Is that a violation? On, is that a violation? Yeah, mm-hmm. if you get drunk and disrupt, disorderly, and the police have to come, that's a violation right there. They can violate you for, man. You can't do anything. You can't be in the presence of other criminals. You can't be 
in any criminal activity involvement in any way. Exactly. That's I want right. a video. Can we go get his ass again? Who? OJ. <laughs> what? He's out there drunk again. <laughs> this is too much, God, though, man. really. This is really too much right here. I told you he'd be cutting up, didn't I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to just. Is that asking too much, though, Steve, for him to just sit down? I'm telling you, man. Have a seat. You know what, man? You wouldn't normally. Regular people, you don't have to tell this to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. Because seriously, man, we, we have a part of us that go, okay. Yeah. He still thinks in his mind man. that there's oh. a level of people who still admire him. Because, mm-hmm. so, you know, man, there are some people asking for his autograph because yeah. they just want to say, I got OJ's autograph. He thinks that means they like him. And they don't. Oh, I see. Okay. No, he's stuck so he, on I'm the juice. Yeah. Celebrity. They love me, and he wants them to love him back. It's never going to be the same for him. Never. Hey. Ever. I found the video. We got to play it. Go, go get the juice again. The My video? <laughs> we can play yeah, the he audio. Talking to TMZ. <laughs> the audio. No, he got a video talking to TMZ. You got to hear it. Wow. Oh, okay. We're going to see if we can play that next course. Carla has to screen it first. <laughs> <laughs> what is OJ is saying? crazy? <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, come on. Let's go to Miss Ann, Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, our voice of reason, intelligence, and facts, our very own Miss Ann Tripp. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. This be such an interview. Okay, thanks very much, Steve and Shirley, Carla, Tommy Jr., everybody out there, J. Anthony Brown. This is Antrip with the News. President Trump was in the Philippines yesterday, closing out his five-country tour of Asia in Hanoi on Saturday with other world leaders. Trump asked if he uh, pinned Russia's Vladimir Putin down about meddling in the last election, and the president's answer was pretty much all over the place. What I said there is that I believe he believes that, and that's very important for somebody to believe. I believe that he feels that he and Russia did not meddle in the election. As to whether I believe it or not, I believe in our intelligence agencies. Well, our intelligence agencies say Russia absolutely did meddle in our election. Trump has come under a lot of criticism for his really soft handling of the situation. He did say that he talked to Putin about the meddling privately, but Putin says they didn't talk about that. In true Trump form, though, the president sought to push the blame onto the Obama administration and onto former intelligence director James Clapper, who answered his White House critic on CNN's State of the Union. Putin is committed to undermining our system, our democracy, and our, and our whole process, and, and to, to try to paint it in, in any, other, uh, uh, any other way is, I think, uh, astounding and, uh, in fact, poses a peril to this country. In Alabama, Republican U.S. Senate candidate Judge Roy Moore continues to deny allegations of sexual misconduct with minors. Uh, decades ago, Roy Moore accused of inappropriately touching a 14-year-old girl at his home in the 1970s while he was an assistant district attorney. And while Moore has refused to leave the race, the reaction to many in, to, of many in his party to the allegations is that if they're true, that he should quit. However, folks in Alabama, his supporters say, well, even if it is, some of them are actually saying this, that even if it is, they're still going to vote for him. Roy Moore now says he's suing the newspaper that brought the story to light. In Texas yesterday, worshipers at the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs held their first Sunday service since the last week's mass killings. Uh, those uh, parishioners had services under a large white tent on a nearby baseball field. Tops of the box office this weekend, uh, the second week in a row, which has made more than $200 million worldwide, was Thor Ragnarok. Number two, Daddy's Home, number two. 
And at number three, a remake of Agatha Christie's Murder on the Orient Express. You know, there is something about a tangle of strangers pressed together for days with nothing in common but the need to go from one place to another and never see each other again. It's all about murder. Eugene the Butterfly, 20 minutes after the hour. Stay tuned to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, it's I'm time. Leaving. Introduce Jay and... Uh, yeah. and, and I'm leaving the room today because no, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, on, Jay Anthony Steve. Brown. Do you know the butterfly snake, snake, because I do? What? <laughs> Very good. I love it. I love it. Good morning, everyone. Stephen, Tommy, Shirley, Carla, Jr., J. Anthony Brown. Good morning to everyone. Hey, Butterfly. It's a- hey, Butterfly. Hey, hey, hey. It's a beautiful Monday. I want to say this, that I am halfway there. As far as my wardrobe and my GoFundMe account, I have raised $3,000, and I'm oh, yeah. almost I'm there. I'm gone. Everybody's segment. Everybody begging needs for money. Go this, ahead. This is good. I'm not news. begging for money. I'm not I'm you asking you to help with the, You could have fixed this by yourself. You could have fixed all of it by yourself. How do you have forty two million dollars nope. on one show you and need? you could, How much did you need? I needed six thousand dollars in total. But I asked him to <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that really, I really need to get the word out. Don't do that. I don't have to have all the little instrumentals. Don't do that. So I'm, I'm saying this to think about it. If I need 6500 You keep doing it to yourself. Yes. Okay. If I need if I need what I need, then all I have to do is get like 500 a piece from each one of you all. 500? Cl- 500? Yes. It's six of you all. Six thousand five hundred? No. <laughs> Listen, come on. I think no way. I'm a... Can I just ask one question? Could you break what? that down with the six thousand? Because you've never done that. You just said six thousand. What's just what? Yeah. What's Random what? amount. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, you have to round it up. It was like and then you round 000. it up to what? Yeah. To what six thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? I have I a lot of tights, a lot of shoes, a lot of scarves. Okay, what costs of... what? That's what I'm asking. What yeah. costs? Why do I have to, to give you a, 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 a itemized bill? Why do I have to you give you that? You want the money? You want yes. us to give you money? <laughs> Okay, first of all, Janet, I thought we were spring. Why are you <laughs> why are you aggressive with me? You are very Yo, aggressive. Your tights cost how much, Butterfly? Man, every time you say dollars, man, you just is just drama. <laughs> tights cost how much? Like My tights are, I guess, around $75, $80, right in there. <laughs> Seventy-five, eighty dollars. Yeah, because my because my tights have rhinestones and glitters and stuff on them. Oh. Listen, don't make me go through this item by item. We don't You're have to. You're gonna have to if you want our money. Like a boa, like a you yeah. wear boas, right? How much is yeah. a feather boa? Yeah, how, how much? much? Yeah, and then and then all of my wigs. I mean, how it's much just is a, lot. a feather boa, boy? <laughs> a feather boa can easily start at four five hundred dollars. So now y'all. <laughs> So now y'all don't want me to have a damn feather boa because it, it costs so much for y'all. You, you ain't, ain't never wore one. You ain't never wore one, so you don't know what it means. Okay, calm down, Butterfly. Man, this $6,000 is high. <laughs> All right. 
Coming up, oh, Jay Anthony Brown is going to uh. murder another hit. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. You did such a great job introducing the butterfly. Introduce Jay so he can murder another hit. Ladies and gentlemen, the friendship killer himself. <laughs> I, just want, I just want the butterfly to know Jay that. I'm really a friend of the butterfly. Nah, you killed that friendship. Yeah, you killed you that friendship. That <laughs> but before we do the murder the hit, it's going down Tuesday night. My good friend, my buddy, who's doing this for no money. Mm. None. Mm. He getting wants no tacos. cash. Getting paid in tacos. <laughs> J-Spot and, comedy. And medication. And medication. <laughs> the tacos are good. It's like, headline of Taco Tuesday with my boy Junior in the house. Yes, sir. Baby. At the yes, J-Spot in Los Angeles. Los Angeles, California. Get your tickets. Go to eventbrite.com or J-Spot comedy. We'll be there to support you, Junior. Because they're moving fast. They are moving fast. I wish you would. You're going to charge Shirley? I wish an N-word would. Here we go. This week's Murder to Hit dedicated to everybody who's still wearing a fanny pack. The fanny pack is back, yeah. You may not think it's cool because it looks whack, yeah. It holds your car keys right next to your snacks, yeah. Some put too much in there, they overpack, yeah. The pack is back again. Back in the day, say what? On your neck, put it on your head, carry it in your hand, switch to the other hand, put it on your back, put two together. If you real fat, you might need three straps, or you can wear it late at night, so you can hide your weed pipe, or you can wear it in the club. It's the thing a ladies love. Wear it in the front, turn it to the back. Everybody's got an uncle Fire. or auntie <laughs> or somebody that still wears a fanny pack. We keep telling you they're back, though. Today. They're back, they're Steve. Back. Yeah, fashionably they are, speaking, they, they are back. back. Fanny yeah. pack Gucci, Gucci. That's Gucci, right. that's right. They do have designer fanny design. packs. Mm-hmm. That's right. Luxury high-end fanny packs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow night, J-Spot Comedy Club, 5581 West Manchester Avenue, Los Angeles, California. My man, doing it for free. Because we're such good friends. Uh-huh. He said, no, Jay, keep your money. Oh, you offered him. To- I offered him like. Yeah, he did. I offered he did. him 6000 What? Yeah, what? he did. Did you? You offered him $6,000? I offered him six. <laughs> that, that was late. <laughs> I know y'all don't believe this fool, dude. He can take I that. I know y'all don't yeah, believe this Yeah, he can food. take that and give it to, it to the, butter, to the butterfly. I know y'all don't believe this He food. said, no, Jay, I don't want you 6000 <laughs> Shirley, this is not true. <laughs> you offered him six grand for $6, one night. $6,000. Just the same man complain about the price of soup. <laughs> <laughs> 
at Whole Foods. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Junior. Yeah. You think he gonna offer me six thousand? <laughs> I cannot wait to see you. Oh, no, I will be there. Yes, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun. I'm coming. Oh, you're gonna come oh, today? Oh, cool. cool. How yeah, you gonna be... come? You know you got to work. <laughs> just He'll be lied. there. <laughs> oh, you just lying? Yeah, you lied in the wild. Feel good. It feels good to lie. Huh? Every now and then, just got to fire one off. You know. All right, so we will all be there to see you tomorrow night, Junior. Okay, yeah. absolutely. Junior, Make us Junior. proud. Make us proud. Yeah, I can't Junior. wait. And that 6000 is waiting if you want it. I'll have see it. See right there. there. I'll have right it. Right there. $6,000? I'm going to tell you, Gene. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, coming up next, nephew Tommy in the building uh, for his prank phone call right after this. Jay, you're a little sometime friend. <laughs> you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, you don't want to miss today's strawberry letter. But up next, nephew Tommy's prank phone call. What you got, Neff? Me and my Jesus! <laughs> Me and my Jesus. Amen. All right. Hello? Oh, uh, hello. I'm trying to reach your sister. This is she. Uh, how you doing? I, I'm giving you a call on behalf of uh, Baptist Church. You you are a member there, am I right? Yes, I am. Okay. Listen, um, I'm calling you. They they uh, some of the members have gotten together and had a meeting and mm-hmm. wanted me to give you a call. Have uh, it, it seems that uh, a lot of them are complaining about Sunday services that go on and wanted. For me to give you a call on their behalf so that we can see if we can address the problem and talk to you diligently as possible and try to get the problem rectified. What, what's going on? Well, it seems like that um, a lot of uh, of members are complaining. I'm sorry, and what is your name again? Uh, my name is ma'am. Uh, I'm not actually a member of the church. I've just been the one that they've been asked to give you a call and, and try to talk on the member's behalf so maybe we can get this problem Rectify that you that they have uh, as far as you are concerned. Now, okay, go ahead. Well, I'm just trying to see what this is in regards to. Go ahead. Well, it, it seems like the members of the church are complaining about that you're doing too much shouting at church on Sunday, and it seems to be going on every Sunday. You running up and down the aisle, and you shouting all over the place. And it's oh, whoa, very, whoa, 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 whoa! Me, I, I've been singled out. About my shouting? Well, uh, Is that what you're saying? Well, evidently it's distracting, ma'am. You're distracting everyone from getting the word and listening to the word and being involved in the service. And that's the purpose of the call is to see if we can get you to tone it down some. Okay, so the whole church is complaining about me shouting the way people run up and down their mouths every Sunday and almost turn cartwheels and flips, and they singling me out complaining about me? Well, ma'am, I don't know how it is that you can see everybody else doing cartwheels when you're the one that, that they say is the one that's doing them. You okay, don't... well, how am, I, how am I being singled out? Ma'am, all I'm saying is, is that they're saying that you're doing too much shouting and too much running at this church. Now, I, I'm just the messenger. Okay, well, well they, they can't tell me how to shout. They don't. They can't tell me what's going on in my life, what's going to keep me from praising God. I, and I, now, they, I mean, they could just, they, they could go somewhere else with that, but they are not going to tell me that I can't praise my God. They don't know how good God has been to me. I, and, and you know what? I understand that. I agree with you wholeheartedly, but 
it's becoming a distraction. I mean, they they was at the point last night talking about should we put some seat belts on the pews so so you can stay down. I wish they would put some seat, but how they gonna tell people they can't shout in church and praise God? What what do we come to church for? Well, you do come to. They uh, need to be trying to praise God and get their own shot on and stop looking at me and worrying about what I'm doing. We gonna need you to quit running up and down these aisles and doing well, that's what. That's not going I'm sorry, sir. You know, I, I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying my best. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, sir, that that's not happening. You can't tell me I gotta stop shouting. Okay, ma'am, but let me ask you: Are you running now? Aren't you just standing still talking? No, because I don't have to run right now. Okay. I, what I'm trying to get you if to I do. I feel like if I want to run up and down this street right now, I can run up and down this street and praise God. But they're not going to tell me to stop shouting at church. Can we get you to be a little bit more reserved as what we are? See, ma'am, let me ask, let me go ahead and go further on what they do. I, 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 move, I move how the spirit moves. Okay, well, let me move and tell you what they've told me. Now, if we can't get to the point where you can, you know, tone it down, then we may have to ask you to leave. I just want let them ask me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. You ma'am? let them ask me, why would they want me to leave the church? Be, I've been at that church for 15 years. I'm not leaving the church. I'm going to run up and down. I'm not going to run the church. I'm, I may even turn me some flip where I'm not I feel like it. Now, 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 now listen. That's, that, that's all I'm Okay, go ahead. What, I'm going to be there. I'm going to. I am going sir? to be there on Sunday, ma'am, and I have been the person that's been appointed to make sure that you're not running up and down these aisles and shouting like this. You're going to have to keep yourself reserved so people can hear the word of God. You are standing in people's word. That's what you're doing. You're in the way of. You know what? If they come trying to send me down, I'm going to give them a word, and it ain't going to be a God. So, let them put their hands up on me here. Now, listen. Okay, I'm telling you that now. You, you could say, I haven't been in that church 15 years. If I want to run, dance, shout, jump, have to stop this this past Sunday was your last Sunday doing it and you're not finna do it this Sunday. Well like I said, just why and I'm telling you can tell the urchins, the deacon board, the deaconess, the ministers' wives, or whoever else you want to tell, let them put their hands on me and see if I don't swing on them. I'm gonna come right about the spirit and swing on them. I'm telling you that now. Because see sir, you can really push me that I done tried I done tried my well, let me ask you this here. You. Where, where I is? I tried to show that I'm saved and I, I, never, but you make it. You you making me revert back to my old ways, and you you really finna me off. That's what you finna do. Okay, well let me ask you this here. Where is the God at right now in you? Where is the you one that's? He was the God was in me when I was trying to be calm with you at first to tell you don't be calling me with this foolishness. But now you done made the other side of me raise up. Well, you didn't raise I'm it up in now. you didn't raise it up in me too. Guess what? Come Sunday, you are gonna sit your in that pew, and you ain't gonna. You know, you call yourself a man of God. You cuss me to my own sin in the pew. Okay, all right, all right. We gonna see how well my sitting in that pew. Matter of fact, first thing Sunday morning, I'm going to pastor. Oh yeah, when your deacon, whoever you are, whatever your name is, I'm gonna tell him about it. Y'all better, however gave you my number, you need to lose it. I would be talking to Pastor myself and letting him know about this situation. You don't now, talk, you don't. Pastor, we can call Pastor right now. We can get Pastor on freeway. You don't talk to Pastor. I talk to Pastor. I talk to Pastor. I done been at this church 15 years. Like I said, I'm telling you, 
Jesus. Not, 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 not. See, just like this here. You see ooh, how you calling ooh, on him Jesus, and you standing? Jesus. Yeah, because I'm calling on him to keep me from just really going and cuss you out right now because you done really hit my nerve. I got one more thing I need to say to you, lady. Wait, you know what? You better say it real quick because you finna talk to this operator. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got <laughs> pranked by your girl. <laughs> You know, oh, see, you know what? <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm a kid my butt. Oh, oh, Lord. Y'all see, you done had me up here cursing on the phone. Okay. Oh, Jesus. I got one more thing, baby. Let me ask you something. What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Steve Harvey Morning Show, baby. <laughs> you can't really come between nobody and they no, Jesus. You, you know that, don't no, you? No, no, that's, that. that's, that's a no-no. No. <laughs> no. Me and my Jesus, I'm just telling you. That's not something you come between. You don't do that, man. <laughs> can you prank, buddy boy? No, you can't too prank much. with Jesus. Man. Me and my Jesus. You find out what they like, and then you go right there. That's what you do, man. That's what you're supposed to do, Jake. Yeah. Get right on up in Get there. Get right on up there, man. See, now what would be passionate to Uncle Steve? Mm. Money. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you hit no, it. No, it ain't money. Hit it, it on the money. head. Mm-mm. I wanted to ask you, has Jesus been to your show yet since everyone else? You know what? Uh, No, stop, Shirley. But, uh, you know, in Miami, I mean, they was just calling, you know. Wait a minute. For the person in Jesus' seat, please get up. You ain't gonna believe it, huh? Go ahead. Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> oh, okay, you ready? I'm ready? Warren Sapp, you know, he used to play for Miami to college. He blowing me up. He wanted to come to the show. Right after the game, he blowing Tommy up. I'm like, Sapp, I can't, I can't get you in when it's so loud. You like, talking about Marvin Sapp? <laughs> Not no, Marvin Warren. Warren's at the football player. <laughs> what football player? Is you talking you about Warren G? You, dog. <laughs> no, neither one of them have been to the play. <laughs> what? He don't know you. <laughs> yeah, he do. What is that? That was that was Marvin Sapp. <laughs> <laughs> Never would have paid it. <laughs> 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 Today's Strawberry Letter. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Strawberry Letter is up next, but first, now, according, this is according to Yahoo.com, guys. Yahoo! That's the one. UCLA basketball freshman Leangelo Ball, Cody Riley, and uh, Jalen Hill will likely have to stay behind in China for a week or two while the team flew home after Friday night's season opener win over Georgia Tech. Ball, Riley, and Hill were arrested, you recall, on shoplifting charges uh, last Tuesday as they were accused of allegedly stealing sunglasses from a Louis Vuitton store next to the team's hotel in uh, Hangzhou. Both teams participating in the China game were staying in the same hotel earlier last week before moving to Shanghai, where the Pac-12 China game was played. All three were released on bail early Wednesday morning as they've been forced to stay at the Hyatt Regency in Hangzhou with a UCLA representative while the legal process plays 
out. So what this, a horrible story. This, is this one, this oh. thing got serious now. When the rest of the team then left, and y'all just oh, yeah. there by y'all yeah. self, this thing got you. tight now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> listen to me. Listen to me. Everybody tight now. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm yeah. telling yeah. you. That's when you got that permanent wedgie. <laughs> you, it's a feel. It's a, you feel like you constipated. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, man, you just sitting over there, and man, you in a place you don't know what they say. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You don't know. No, and they just team. talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that one dude come in with that real soft voice. My question is, I don't really know. I've never heard of these guys. Are they that good? That's my Ooh. thing. The ball, the ball guys. Oh. Are they really that good? Steve? Oh, the well, ball sons. The well, ball look, sons. I don't. This kid, he's too new. Mm-hmm. I'm not. You know, they say that all the teammates love to play with him. Uh, Which he's an unselfish about? basketball player. I th- I'm pretty sure I've heard the Laker front off people say that they wish he would be a little bit more aggressive. Mm-hmm. But talking about that one. I don't. I'm talking about the, the one that's playing with the Lakers right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I don't see the greatness there. And maybe it's just because he's so young, but he's only 19. His footwork is horrible right now. Uh, you know, he has he has good vision for the game, but a lot of his passes are just a little bit too slow. And he's just he's just not up to speed with the pro game yet. To me, this is just to me. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but his jumper, I don't see how it's going to survive the NBA. I don't know how you can play the point and you can't take nobody off the dribble. He ain't got nothing to shake nobody, leave him standing. Now, if he wide open, he can shoot that shot, but... That's just what I see so far. I could be wrong, mm-hmm. but I've been watching basketball a long time. And if I could just see some spurts of brilliance from this kid that says, oh, this is what he do. I mean, I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen a whole lot of games. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a triple-double recently, so that does say something, that something's there. But I just haven't seen it. Is he that good? Uh, they just look at the rose-colored glasses. I went too far. <laughs> I went too far. Okay, Anthony. I did go. No, I went. I went went to. Have you seen the glasses on? Okay. It's it's time to go to the letter, Tommy. Thank the Lord. Why y'all don't want to look through the glasses, though? Why y'all don't? Introduce the letter. It's strawberry. Let's go. Okay. I wear my sunglasses at night. Are you for real? (laughs) Buckle up. Hold on tight. We got it for you. Strawberry letter. Subject. The size really matter. Come on here now. Come on here now. We're going to do this strawberry a little bit different because Shirley has to Uh answer this one. Oh, yes. Uh I'm going to chime in. The size really matter. Mm. Good morning, Steve and family. I'm a 30-year-old female with no kids, a great job, and do pretty well for myself. I'm engaged to a great man who proposed to me on Valentine's Day of this year. He has two kids with someone else and takes very good care of his children, which is just one of the things I respect about him. Here's my question to you. Does size really matter? I'm talking about diamonds in my ring. Mm. Thank uh, God. Fooled Thank you, didn't Lord. we? <laughs> yeah. Scared me, boy. When he proposed, <laughs> when he proposed, I was so excited and responded mm-hmm. right away. I have no regrets on saying yes because I do love him. The ring that he got me is really small to the point where I can barely see the diamond myself. So I know other people can't see it. 
It looks diamond cut. I don't want to hurt his feelings regarding the size of the ring, but this is bothering me. Should I say something to him and risk sounding selfish and jeopardizing our relationship, or should I just wear it with pride every day like I have been doing since he proposed? Wow. I wanted to read this first to let Shirley answer this because I don't know <laughs> about that. I do know how he will respond, mm-hmm. but go That's ahead, Shirley. Well, you know what? I'm just going to be totally honest with you, Steve. It depends on the intent behind the ring. That is, uh, you know, if it, if this is all he can do right now financially, and he did it with love, he did it with real love, you know, then yes, wear it with pride every day, like you like you're doing, because at the end of the day, it is about the love, it is about the commitment, it is about the marriage, nothing else, and, and the ring should reflect that, okay. Um, <clears throat> You know, you say in the letter mean, that he... Yeah, okay, okay, Shirley, you mean the ring should symbolize Yeah, that. yeah, well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, and it should. Um, <clears throat> you said he was a great man. You said he was a very good dad. That's what's really important here. It really is. Somehow the ring, how big the diamond is, you know, has become the symbol of how much your man loves you or how much money your, your man has. So, you know, if the ring is small, then the perception is your man is broke or, you know, something like that. But but having said all that, I do know how you feel. I do know how you feel when your girls hear that you're engaged. The first thing they say is, oh, girl, let me see the ring. That's what they say. Mm. You know, that's mm. what they say. And mm. you feel what? A little embarrassed or something? Shame. That's it. <laughs> you know? That's it right there. But, don't want to hold your hand out. You know, you do. You do. Well, I say, you know, don't feel like that. You've been wearing your ring proudly. Wear your ring proudly. You know, um, you two work on building a strong foundation, a strong marriage. And in the next year or so, then you can say something. Add, you know, add to your range, change the setting, get some more diamonds in there, trade up, if you will. A lot of people do that. Because at some point, it's got to be about the real things in life. It's got to be about that. The love, the commitment, the marriage. All right? It don't sound like it's a setting on this dime. Well, I, you know, that's how it, that's my honest opinion on it. Tom? Steve? Good, Cheryl. No, I want to talk Tommy for a second. Yeah, I'm Tommy. Is, is this your segment? <laughs> no, I just the feel like being funny for a Two months. Okay, just checking. <laughs> Thought we had arranged how we was going to do this. I love you, man. We have part two. We have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 after the hour. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on. Let's get to part two of today's response to the strawberry letter. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) This topic is a hot one. It is a hot bed. The strawberry to letter today does. Yes, sir. I was going to say I read that it's supposed to be two months of the man's salary. That's what it says yeah. on Google. Then you hear three months. I, I thought it was three. Some people say six months. No, no, uh, that's too much. That's too six much, man. Salary. You know Come what? On now. I think uh, here. Let, let me let me help you understand something here. I cannot dispute that a woman would like a really really nice ring. Absolutely, ring Steve. Because here's the problem that I've seen: they girls. Yeah, that's what it is. They've the got to room. show it to their girls. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, look how much my now, man loves me. one of the problems is some of the women that will be hating on the size of your ring and going laughing at it, or it's so small, I can't hardly see that little thing, don't have one their own self. Absolutely. So you're going to run into that situation. Mm-hmm. 
Then you got people who, no matter how happy you are, they're not happy for you. Mm-hmm. So they're going to find some reason to hate again. The real deal is, is this man proposed to you mm-hmm. and wants you to be his wife. Now, in the letter, the lady said he has two kids that he takes very good care of, which is one of the things I respect about him. Well, now you got two kids you're paying child support for. No telling what they may be planning on a house, got a house, saving for a house. You never know. The man may have did the very best that he could do with the money that he had. In that regard, ladies, you have to be appreciative of the thought and the gesture. Absolutely. Now, let me help you with this side from the male perspective. That's what I want to hear, Steve, for real. She says it looks like a diamond cut. I don't want to hurt his feelings regarding the size of the ring, but this is bothering me. Should I say something to him and risk sounding selfish and jeopardizing our relationship, or should I just wear it with the pride every day like I have been doing since he proposed? So so, so here's the deal. If you take the ring back, a man is going to be hurt. That's what... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He I is going that. to be hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in his mind, he may have said, man, this is all I got. This is the best yeah. I can. And could have maybe be, maybe even extended himself quite a bit to even make that happen. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've seen it because I got a friend of mine who did it. <laughs> Bought his girl a ring. She tripped. He was livid. Because guess what? He had did the best he could do. And she didn't like the ring, and she told him. <gasps> now, she has another ring, mm-hmm. but he brings it up all the time. Wow. Because it hurt him. So now, know that this is going to hurt the guy. But if you're going to do it, here is a slick way to do it. Here is a slick way to do it. If you could be smart enough about it and keep the setting, you know, say to your fiance, you know what? This is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've I've saved uh, for for a wedding. You know, I've, I've been working on my wedding and stuff, and I got a little money aside. How would you feel if we just took the diamond, the center diamond, which is what's comprised of an engagement ring? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if we put a little money with it and trade it in and just set that because I love the ring. I think the ring is gorgeous, and I I want this ring because this is the one you proposed mm-hmm, to me with, mm-hmm. and I don't want to lose that right there. But how would you feel if I had saved up some money and I put a little bit with it and we traded the diamond in for a bigger diamond? Would that bother you? But I want to keep the ring. It's so beautiful, and it means so much to me. That would be the slickest way, I think. And once again, it's just my opinion. Okay, let me ask you this all. Uh, yes, sir. Will it help if you also change the cut of it? You know what I'm saying? But, like if it's a princess cut and she says, why don't we get a round one? I'm, I really like her. Does that help to change the cut of it? Uh-uh. uh-uh. Because no. you're changing the ring. Yeah. You're changing the, the diamond yeah. that he gave right. you, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you could change. I, you know. I say you can upgrade or, or change the setting, like Great. you say. Yeah. Now, what you can do is when you go to look, let it be his idea to pick out the stone. See, let it be him. Hmm. If he wants to change it to a marquee, which is going to give you a bigger look. Oh, okay. right. Yeah. You're talking about after she wants to change. I'm talking it. about if you want to yeah. upgrade it. I That's see. just a suggestion mm-hmm. of mine. You may want to do it next. 
All right, Steve, you know we got to go. Email us or Instagram us your thoughts on today's letter, at mygirlshirley, okay? And switching gears now, President Donald Trump loves McDonald's. He loves McDonald's. And he a lot lo- of other stuff. He loves McDonald's so much that uh, he requested that the chefs and kitchen staff at the White House recreate some of his favorite items on Mickey D's menu. That includes wow. quarter pounders with apple pies. Uh, yeah, this is according to Politico. Uh, yet the kitchen cloning of McDonald's didn't always cut it for the president. Sometimes he sent aides to the actual McDonald's to pick up the That's real That's the only thing. way you can get it. You got to yeah. go to yeah. McDonald's. Uh-huh. Yeah, Keith Schiller, who worked as an aide for Trump until September, was reportedly asked to go to uh, McDonald's in the Washington, D.C. area and pick up a quarter pounder with cheese, just how the president likes it, yeah. without pickles, but mm-hmm. with extra ketchup, okay? But you got to have that little machine that's got that mustard and ketchup yeah, in it, and when they it squeeze right. it, oh, yeah. and it drop it on it all yeah. at the same time. Man, you can, they can say what they want to say, but it's some fast food that's absolutely wonderful. It is. Yeah. McDonald's, yeah. yeah. McDonald's is one. Yeah. That yeah. McDonald's yeah. double fish sandwich. Woo. <laughs> it, it go hard. <laughs> yeah. Back in, back in BD, when I used to try it out, oh, my goodness, What's man. What's BD? Before diabetes. Oh, oh. Okay. What? In BD, before diabetes. We love oh. McDonald's. <laughs> love them, love them, love them. Yeah. It is been. In and Out Burger in LA. Oh, my God. I, 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 uh, uh, it, really? Uh, it is not worth that line, man. I finally <laughs> had it. I went, who, yeah. why are they in line? Yeah. For you can put but that thousand aisle on at home, Jake. I don't care where you go, though. There's always a line wrapped around the building yeah. at an In yeah. and Out. All right. Yeah, They're going to have yeah. to have a defibrillator around that neck for him because. <laughs> hey, he likes what he likes, okay? Coming up at 41 after the hour, things men say when it's something they don't want to talk about. Oh, okay. oh I can't All wait right. for this. Right. Guys. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, now Jay, this is a comedy segment uh, you wrote. What what is it's this one about? It's called "Things Men Say uh-huh. When They Don't Want to Talk About It." For example, ah. for, for example, phrases they say, mm-hmm. just little words, little phrases, like mm-hmm. the phrase, "I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, it's just a more creative yeah. way yeah. of lying. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't you know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> what you talking about? Just a list of lies. What you talking about? All right, that's what you got. Yeah, what, you, I know. I, I know. I'm finna get in trouble. Yeah, you got, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it, Tommy. What you got, Tommy? Do or not. Your daddy ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> Your daddy don't live here. Uh, <laughs> where, where you get that from, Junior? <laughs> I tell you, this is one of my favorites. Oh, so we back there again? <laughs> Are we back there again? <laughs> I thought we covered this. Yeah. These are lines. What now, Jay? Lines that men use when they don't want to talk about it mm. at all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got one. You got one, Steve? Did you see me? <laughs> That's your favorite. Did That's you your see me? Did you see me? Did you see me? Okay, I got one right here. Here we go. Here we go. Please, please, not today. Really? Wow. Not today. All right? Not today. <laughs> Whatever. Today, all day. Yeah, not today. Tell me. Can please. I just watch the game? Can I do that? 
How about I unplug that bad boy? I'm going to rip that TV on the wall. Come yeah. on, Junior. <laughs> it don't it don't make no sense, but I tell you one thing. This is what I always like to say, cause I cause of my condition. Uh-huh. Cause I my hip hurt. <laughs> <laughs> These are things men say when they don't want to talk about it. What you got, Steve? <laughs> hey, I just can't do nothing right. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Uh-huh. Man. Uh, I got what things men say when they don't want to talk about it. That was 10 years ago. Damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I've heard that before. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what? <laughs> That's my response. Things men say when you don't want to talk about it. What you got? <laughs> Look, I got to be on the radio in the morning. <laughs> With a clear mind. I cannot do this. Okay? Well, I've used that one before myself. <laughs> That's a That's unit. Good. Yeah. Yeah, good. Things men say when they don't want to talk about it. On, I just me. walked in the door. Yeah. Now, ooh, my husband tell me that. Can yeah. I just get in the house? Kylie, yeah. yeah. right now? Things men say when they don't want to talk about. What you got, Steve? I know you got one, man. Damn, what now? <laughs> I like that. That's I like that. Straight to the point. Damn, what now is followed what? by what? 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 What you looking at me like that for? What? <laughs> oh, God. Things okay, I don't say. mean no. I don't mean no harm. It, it, is it just that time of the month? <laughs> That's a low one there, there, right? (laughs) (laughs) You gonna get told. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) What you got? You know, things men say when they don't want to talk about it. Things men say when they don't want to talk about it. So you just gonna believe them over me? (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) No, that's cool. Go ahead with that. I love that one. (laughs) Are they lying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't care. But that's cool though. Come on, Steve. Don't do this today. <laughs> I've heard you say that before, yeah. Okay. No, baby, come on. Come on now. Don't do this today. Oh, don't put the baby in it and think we're going to back down. Things men say me all the time. Damn it, can I just finish my meal? That's all I'm trying to do. Just just let me eat my food, woman. (laughs) Jay, are you in my house? (laughs) Eat it at your own risk. Things men say when they don't want to talk about. What you got, Junior? <laughs> I tell you what, I was gonna say something, but I but I ain't though. <laughs> now I'm gonna say something, but I'm just gonna sit here and be quiet. Cause if I say something, we ain't gonna be talking for two weeks. I'm gonna shut up. I'm just yeah. gonna shut up myself. That's messed up. That's messed up. That's messed up. I was gonna say something that would really hurt your feelings, but yeah. I ain't gonna say yeah. it now. I ain't gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sure I just up. heard that yesterday. Telling <laughs> <laughs> you. Steve, where you at, man? Okay, y'all got to listen careful because this is just a sound effect. Uh-huh. Okay. This is when you don't want to, you just don't want to hear it. <laughs> y'all listening? Uh, I'm listening. Mm. <laughs> one more time, Steve. One more time. One more time. <laughs> hit it, hit it. <laughs> 
Just drop your hey, damn you, silverware. You're mad. You're mad. That means you're really mad. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just drop your silverware. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I got one right here. This, this might be just heard in L.A. Can I just sit here and be high? Damn, that's all I want to do. I'm just trying to be high. Goodness. I didn't say this and I actually got some thought at me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Why don't you go back and watch the wedding on tape? <laughs> oh, I would have thought. Oh, 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 you deserve that. <laughs> Majorly. You said that? Uh-huh. Come on, Steve, close it out. That's pretty close to his. He's the one right here. Listen, you got to be quiet to hear this. But you say it just loud enough where she can hear it. Mm. You ready? Here it is. Mm. Jesus. <laughs> I heard that. Say it say it low, say it low, say it low. One more time. One more time. One more time. Jesus. Oh, I'm getting on your nerves. All right, coming up at the top of the hour, comedian. Oh, Jesus Tiffany Haddish, that is our girl. She made history this past Saturday night. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Our girl Tiffany Haddish, congratulations to her. She made Saturday Night Live history this week when she became the first black female comedian to host the sketch comedy show. She did a real good job. What, what, It is a shocking fact when you consider the show's 40-year-plus history now, 40 years plus, in fact, there's only uh, been four women, period, who have served as guest hosts since 2005. Kerry Washington, Taraji P. Henson, Octavia Spencer, and Gabourey Sidibe. Haddish's opening monologue touched on everything from the success of Girls Trip to Donald Trump's lace front wig and to why she'll wear her Alexander McQueen dress multiple times. And she did. Here she, she did. God, <laughs> take a listen. They told me I should talk about something that's going on in the world, politics, some hot topic. Well, here's the thing. I don't really pay attention to the news or anything. All my news comes from the beauty shop, okay? When I get my hair done, I find out what's going on in the world. And we've been talking about a lot of different stuff. They were talking about in the beauty shop just the other day about Donald Trump. And we were saying, dang, who is doing Donald Trump's wigs? His lace fronts are off the chain. (laughs) His hair is looking so good since he became the president. What kind of glue is he using? Because when the wind blows, it don't even move or nothing. (laughs) That's good hair right there. Uh, I shot a movie with Kevin Hart this summer, okay? And Kevin came up to me one day at work and said, Tiffany, you been to Thailand, China, Japan, you went to Florida, <laughs> you, went to, <laughs> you went to Texas, you was in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and you did all that in the same day? I was like, no, nah, Kevin, it took me like two years to go to all those places. He was like, really? Because I went on your Instagram and you was wearing the same outfit in all those places. <laughs> and here's the thing, that's what I can't stand about the internet because it's messing with my fashion game. I feel like I should be able to wear what I want, when I want, however many times I want, as long as I febreze it. What? <laughs> like this dress. I wore it on the red carpet.
outfit for girls trip and my whole team they told me tiffany you cannot wear that dress on snl you already wore it it's taboo to wear it twice and i said i don't give a dang about no taboo i spent a lot of money on this dress this dress costs way more than my mortgage this is alexander mcqueen okay it's a four thousand dollar dress i'm gonna wear this dress multiple times Okay? <laughs> if somebody invites me to a bar or bat mitzvah, guess what I'm wearing to it? This Alexander McQueen. <laughs> if somebody invites me to an all-black party, guess what I'm wearing? This all-white dress. <laughs> if another man asks me to marry him, if I ever get married again, and yes, I've been married before, people are always shocked when I say that, like, Tiffany, you been married? Yes, I'm a beautiful woman, okay? <laughs> I might get married two or three more times. I might Elizabeth Taylor this thing. You don't know. <laughs> But if another man asks me to marry him, guess what I'm wearing? This dress. And shoot, don't invite me to your wedding, because I'll probably wear this dress to it, too. <laughs> and if I die, which I hope I never do, I hope I live forever, but if I die, <laughs> and even if I become fat as hell, okay? If I'm the biggest, fattest, I don't care. When I'm laying in that casket, guess what's gonna be laying on top of my fat-ass body? <laughs> this dress. <laughs> I love her. Love her. <laughs> love her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the movie was love, great, too. Love, love, love. You guys she started her comedy at the J-Spot Comedy Club, Los Angeles, California, 5581 West Manchester Avenue. On Taco wow. Tuesday. On Taco Tuesday. <laughs> she started on Taco Tuesday. She had never been on stage before. So you're saying that, so Junior... <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he would be performing yes. with greatness right yeah. behind Tiffany Haddish. That's where her career got started. Yeah. J-Spot really Comedy Club. Jay. So forget yeah. the fact that you're not getting paid, Junior. Yeah. See what happened this to is, Tiffany This Haddish. is why I'm not getting paid. Because <laughs> I'm lying, huh? <laughs> Congratulations, though. Yeah, you did Tiffany. so good, girl. Yeah. Good that was job. awesome. Yeah. Major love her. Major love her. Love her. Love her. All right, so congratulations, Tiffany. 2017 has been your year. Yes, mm-hmm. it has. And we have uh, four comedians on this show. We do? Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Steve, Steve, why did you take, why did it, why do you think it took so long for a black comedian to host Saturday Night Live, a female? Simple. It's because of the executive producer. Talk about it. Talk about it. Mm. That's all. Yeah. They're, Is that Lauren Michaels? Stuck. Is that Lauren Michaels? They're overlooked. They're overlooked. Well, I mean, surely they else? know you they know, exist. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. It's what is what they think is funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh. If they don't perceive you as funny, then, you know, that's it. If they don't perceive you as funny and relevant, that's it. Period. Wow. And there's story. no other reason for it. I mean, we can quit dancing around. Mm-hmm. 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 If they don't perceive you as funny and relevant. You, they don't invite you. Period. Yeah. And your audience doesn't matter to them. It does yeah. not matter yeah. at oh, all. Oh, yeah. okay. what you're doing and in, in, in bringing out black comedy, which has saved a lot of these white clubs, mm-hmm. pretty much all of them. Has all been, of them. Every last one something. of them. Yeah. Wow. The, the comedy boom in the 80s, which was everywhere, was mm-hmm. so many clubs. When they started dying down because it was oversaturated, what saved those comedy clubs was guys like myself, J. Anthony Brown, and George Wallace who started doing, I did the first black comedy night at a white club ever. I did it down in Montgomery, Alabama. That's the first time I ever seen a lot of black people. At the Punchline, 93BLX, was the first black night. I convinced the uh, club owner to allow 
the blacks to come in for the price of the call station, which was 93 cents. And that was a, no, a night that they normally paper the room, meaning give out free tickets, because comedy clubs didn't load up to Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. The rest of the night, they papered the room, and they just made money off drinks and chicken wings. Mm-hmm. I was selling, I got so many people to come out at BLX that I created a night, and then I became a draw. Then I took that concept around the country <laughs> to Birmingham, to all of the comedy clubs, Knoxville, all the punchlines. I took all that around, and then other brothers started doing it. And that's what caught it on. And then, all of a sudden, when blacks came to town, they filled up the rooms Tuesday through Sunday. Like what Tommy's doing now, what Keir's doing now, they could go to a club, you know, for the whole weekend and sell out. It's hard to find other acts that can do that. And it saved the comedy clubs. It really did. Still saving them. Right. Wow. Right. Yeah. All right, we'll continue this conversation, Steve, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. So, Steve, you were saying about the the state of comedy today and how you started. Well, you know, African Americans never got the credit that was due them Mm -hmm. in comedy and and what they brought to the table. And Jay can attest to this because Jay and I started. Mm -hmm. Jay started a little bit before me. When Jay and I were out there working, listen to me. In 85, 86, 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, two blacks could not perform on the, on the same, same show. In a, in a white comedy club. They made sure Man. that didn't happen. And why was that? Because it would bring it would bring the audience that it would bring a black audience. And they would a mindset that they didn't really want a black audience until they, they needed the black audience, which what is that? now. Trust me, right. if it wasn't for the black comics selling out these clubs, these yuck yucks, these ha ha's, these giggles, these tickles, these but all of them, they would be dead. Look at your ticket yeah. price. Yeah. On any night that you have Tommy or Junior, it's $35, $40. Through the week, right. you got uh, Billy um, uh, Juggling, whatever his name is. It's a $10 ticket. Uh-huh. We're saving these clubs. I'm, and they I'm, know I'm, it. They I, know I am it. telling you, man. Yeah. And, it's, and, and I'll stand and say this in front of anybody <laughs> because I know this business right here, the business of stand-up. You can't tell me nothing about it. Because mm-hmm. I've lived my all of my adult life, I've been doing this. And so has Jay. And this business was so segregated. Wow. I mean, it was crazy, man. So let me it, ask you. It was, it, it was some acts that wouldn't work if it was a black on the show. It was white club owners would come and tell you what material you could and couldn't do. You need to pull back, right? Man, I got to a town with, 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 with this cool dude named Carl Strong at him. Out, out, of, out of Milwaukee, I had to leave because my name was Steve Harvey. They thought I was white. Carl Strong had been in it longer than me. I had to go home. Mm. I've gone home three, four times because I was the second black there. Mm. We don't want two blacks on the show. It's the same material. Nobody wants to hear that. Uh-huh. This ain't new. Comedy Man really exposed the fiber of this country. Mm-hmm. And that's what comedy has always done. But yeah. now, like Jerry Seinfeld said, political correctness is killing comedy. Yeah, I can believe Because now, that. it's so politically correct, you can't tell a joke about nothing. What's the black wave before you and Jay? Is it Jimmy Walker? Who, no, who you had Pygmy, uh-huh. Mark and Moms, Maybelline, and you had... Um, yeah, that was a um, wave. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. Godfrey, Godfrey uh, Dick, Dick You know, Pryor, Fox. But these guys, you got to understand it was different then. Cosby has over 20 comedy albums. You can't you can't sell 20 comedy albums anymore. Cause as soon as you put it out, they steal it. Uh, it's on the internet. Yeah, it's gone. He's it's got free. 20 albums and a 
locker full of wine. There's just so much wine left over <laughs> that he that he's so never you used. Cannot, you cannot <laughs> have a, a serious conversation <laughs> and educate people with two damn fools on your show. But here, here's a question. Here's a question I did want to ask. Okay, Jay, um, you own a comedy club uh-huh. now. Steve, you used to own one. Yeah. Why, besides financial, yeah. for financial reason, why aren't there more? I'll uh, tell you why. I will tell you why, and I'm going to say this. Nobody ever asked me, and I don't really care. And I don't care whose toes I step on. <laughs> Famous black comedians who have made it sometimes won't go to black-owned comedy clubs. They just will not set foot in the door. And you know who, I, who I'm talking about, the ones who've never been. Now, you don't have to come to my club, mm-hmm. but you will go uptown to some of these other white clubs for free, mm-hmm. and you won't come to the J spot. Mm-hmm. And that's, wow, that's, that's one of the problems. That's right. why more black people don't own comedy. That's right. one of the reasons. T- tell, okay. me, tell me to kiss your behind, Jay. I can't. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> All right, uh, back to back jams. Well, let me just say this to you, Jay. If you don't have my money, I'm not coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you was talking to me. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, O.J. Simpson. You guys hear about this story. Did I tell you? Jeez, yeah. <laughs> O.J. Simpson was allegedly drunk and unruly. I said allegedly. I did say allegedly. Oh, drunk really? and unruly at the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. This is according to hotel staffer, staffers. He was drunk, got disruptive at the click bar. He got mad at the staff, and glasses were broken at the bar. Security showed up and removed OJ from the hotel. And while you gotta he, be while, no. while he was nice to the guards, OJ was permanently banned from the Cosmopolitan yeah. Hotel. Nothing happened at the Cosmo. And if the legitimate media would pay any attention and take any time to, to double check any stories instead of running with these stories by the by these tabloid stations, it's a complete lie. They just totally lied to everybody. Your thoughts. Shirley, in the words of your mama, yeah, go sit down somewhere. Everyone has seen you. Everyone has Thank seen you. you. And, and that's his problem, man. But you know what his, his problem is? He still thinks he's the juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but why can't he just go somewhere? Okay, it's OJ. It's OJ. This can't be true. This cannot be. No, yes, it's, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's very Why true. don't he just drink OJ? Just no. drink juice. He was mad. They, he was drinking vodka and orange juice. They ran out of orange juice. He was all all in his feelings, right? <laughs> this one guy said, well, he just got mad. At least he didn't kill anybody. Come on. I'm like, What? <laughs> You know how the juice is yeah. when stuff don't go his way, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. No, he got to go somewhere and sit down. Everyone has seen you. Hey, man, let me tell you something. When you on parole, that's a very delicate time for you. Because you can violate probation for a number of reasons. Are you supposed and to I'm, be drinking? No, not drunk and disorderly. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, they can violate you for, man, you can't do anything. You can't be in the presence of other criminals. You can't be a, a, in any criminal activity involvement in any way. Exactly. That's I want right. a video. Can we That's go right. get his ass again? Who? <laughs> OJ. <laughs> what? He's out there drunk again. <laughs> <laughs> this is too God, much, though, man. really. This is really too much right here. I told you he'd be cutting up, didn't I tell you? <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
to just is that asking too much though, Steve, for him to just sit down? I'm telling you, man. I know it, you know what, man? You wouldn't normally regular people, you don't have to tell this to. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. Because seriously, man, we, we have a part of us that go, okay. Yeah. He still thinks in his mind right. that there's uh-huh. a level of people who still admire him. Because, you know, man, there are some people asking for his autograph because yeah. they just want to say, I got OJ's autograph. He thinks that mean they like him. Mm-hmm. And they don't. Oh, I see. Okay. No, he's stuck so he's, on I'm the juice. Yeah. Celebrity. They love me, and he wants them to love him back. It's never going to be the same for him. Never. Hey. Ever. We got to play it. Go, go get the juice again. The Lock video? him up. <laughs> we should play yeah, the he audio. Talking to TMZ. <laughs> the audio. No, he got a video talking to TMZ. You got to hear it. Wow. Oh, okay. We're going to see if we can play that next course. Carla has to screen it first. <laughs> <laughs> what is OJ is saying? Crazy. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Here we go. Time for just one more thing. This is our last break of the day. Wow, we learned a lot today. We did. We did. Yeah, you guys. It's always so interesting. Junior's working. We learned for OJ free. can't go back to the cosmopolitan. We learned, we learned that. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we, we did. do that every. What did we learn? Yeah, it's about uh, a learning yeah. process. Yeah. What did we learn? Yeah. Okay. OJ. OJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Junior's yeah. working. For free, I'm working for yeah. free. Butterfly needs six thousand dollars. <laughs> Cosby got twenty albums and a locker full of wine. It's a lot to learn. We learned about the things that men yeah. say that yeah. when they don't want to talk about. We learned about, about golf. Right. Steve broke golf. down golf. Oh, yeah, earlier today yeah. we learned that the president loves McDonald's. Yes, yes, yeah. yes we love. Yeah, who doesn't do too. love I McDonald's? Can't say it out who doesn't loud, love? What's your favorite food at, at, at McDonald's, Steve? Damn fries. Oh yeah. Yeah, the fish. French fries, man. Oh, those fries. fries. You got to see them fries hot, though. Them fries are straight up, man. Oh, they delicious. When they hot, they're the best. I tell you what, that apple pie, though. You let them cool, though. You got to let them cool. Ooh, you get two for a dollar, Shirley. (laughs) But you have to let it cool. You can eat the fries hot. When they hit the top of that mouth, when that apple pie. You got to let that apple pie. When that apple pie hit the roof of your mouth. That's not apple pie. That's lava I have a nice, I have a lava pie and a milk. You know it's hot when you put it in your milkshake and it goes. (laughs) (laughs) But you want your stuff hot. I was with with Biggie Weird one time. We was at McDonald's. Uh He bought a hot apple pie. He bit into it. He went back to the counter and said, could I get an apple in here? Just a slice of apple in his pie. He look, he look in here. Oh, wow. Speaking of apple pie and desserts and stuff, Thanksgiving it's coming, coming up. up. Sweet it's potato me. pie. Oh, man. Lord Jesus. Man, I got to do the white thing, pumpkin pie. Son. <laughs> you, what? Your choice, though. Yeah, well, your choice. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. just act like you like it. Ooh, this is good. It is so different. <laughs> It's the worst. It is the absolute worst. If you've grown up on sweet potato pie. You cannot eat pumpkin pie. But the people who like pumpkin pie, they hate sweet potato pie. They hate it. (laughs) Y'all missed it in Chicago. A very famous baker Uh has made uh, a combined sweet potato pie with pumpkin pie. 
Uh-uh, those two don't go together. You're not doing this. Yeah, one or the other. It was what, Trifling. It was beyond. Beyond trifling. It was like, if, if you love pumpkin pie or you love sweet potato uh-huh, pie, uh-huh. everybody agreed that they both groups hated the combination. <laughs> I've never seen anybody drive a wedge down the room better. <laughs> sweet pumpkin pie. <laughs> wow. Sweet pumpkin pie. Sweet pumpkin pie. <laughs> Not good. Pumpkin tater. A pumpkin tater. <laughs> Man, that sounds like a musical tater. group. Yes. Put your hands together for the music of Pumpkin Tater. <laughs> Performing at the J spot. Performing at the J spot. <laughs> Wow, Steve. Steve, it was horrible, man. Was- man, I, you know, that's... Uh, but what's your favorite dessert, though? Your oh, my God. Bar oh. none. Bar none. See, it's favorite. hard yeah. because it's so it's hard so for me to find. Well, first of all, German chocolate cake is my yeah. favorite cake. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. German chocolate cake is my favorite cake. My favorite pie, though. I would, but it's so hard to find a delicious cherry pie. Oh God! Oh, yeah. Everybody like can cherry, make cherry pie. But Ooh. I'm sorry when somebody can make peach cobbler and make it oh, right. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. I keep joys. saying this. For Tommy has a baker that can make some peach cobbler. Steve, Tommy, you have to send him. You have to bring it. Yeah. Man, you have to send right right Tommy don't bring nothing, man. Tommy's probably the most selfish relative. <laughs> Tommy had a most party. Selfish, you stop that. <laughs> Steve, Tommy had a party. He had a layout that you will not believe. He had everything. Lobster, crab. I mean, everything. Steak, Oysters, whatever. Shrimp. Everything. All mm-hmm. I ate was <laughs> the peach cobbler. All I ate the entire night because it It was so good. It kept sending her husband back over to get more. Give me some more. Everybody to think it was just me me eating all the pie. Two scoops of ice cream, Steve. (laughs) A slice of pound cake with some peanut butter in there. What? Really? Yes, man. You killed it off to the hospital. Yes. yes, peanut butter and ice cream. Then here comes the amulet. <laughs> and then you off right off to the hospital. Yeah. What's the peanut butter yeah, for? I, I just love the ice cream. You messed me up with the peanut yeah, butter. I love, butter. I love peanut that. butter. I love peanut butter. Cookie I dough love ice cream is pretty good. Yeah. Cookie yeah. dough. Okay. Yes. Cookie dough. Ice cream is all better. Oh, man. Or bluebell. Bluebell. I'm scared to eat bluebell now, since they had the they little thing. Yeah. They thing. Back, but they're back. They're back. They're back in a strong yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. That homemade vanilla. Bluebell ain't no joke, man. What's that slogan? No, we no. make, we sell something. They had a slogan that we sell. I think it. you can go to hell. We if eat you all don't we like can, bluebell. then we sell the rest. <laughs> what is this? What? You, what? <laughs> <laughs> You, you, can go to hell. you can go to hell if you don't like Bluebell. <laughs> that works for me. I like that. Bluebell might pick that up. Yeah. They might pick that up. Hey, they you might not have that if you don't like Bluebell. Yeah, who don't like Bluebell ice cream? Man? I don't know. It's the best everybody ice cream. In, uh, yeah. Steve, everybody in Houston, Texas just fell out with that. It is, it is the best ice cream. Man. But because, it's only you in know, the I was from right? Cleveland. I thought yeah, Briars was the best time. ice cream. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I went down south and had some Bluebell. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Why? can close. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, yeah. I thought it was Haagen-Dazs. Ladies and gentlemen, that's us. it for today. Uh, find yourself some Haagen-Dazs uh, bourbon Blue Bell, baby. bacon. Blue Bell. Haagen-Dazs bourbon bacon. 
And if you can't find that, then get yourself some bluebell and sit down some day. <laughs> uh, okay. Great weekend. Because I just okay. did. Monday. <laughs> For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old, unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit SteveHarvey.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch Stratocoaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.